Hello. Hello and welcome to another episode of Where's My Freaking Dressing Room, a podcast where we discuss the world of classical music and what things are really like backstage. My name's Helen and I'm Alex and welcome back to another little episode as part of our mental health week. Today our little short is going to be about depression. That's fun, isn't it? So uh, we'll talk about again some of the ways that depression exhibits itself for us. So uh, first of all, the lack of motivation that we can feel. Uh, second of all, some unhelpful coping methods that we both do. Uh, <laughs> and last of all, this idea of an unhealthy comparison. You know, we think about us compared to the rest of the world. And that's obviously the worst thing to do possible. Let's get going. All cast, all cast. This is your five minute call. Repeat. All cast, all cast. This is your five minute call. I think one of the ways, one of the biggest ways that we find depression kind of manifests itself in our industry and in our lives perhaps is this idea of the the lack of motivation. I think oftentimes when things are good for us, we have so much motivation, it's almost like quite overwhelming in our in our bodies and physical systems. We're like, we want to do so much, we want to achieve so much, we want, you know, to, to be firing on all these cylinders. Boom, 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 boom. So then it kind of means that if we're in a slightly bluer period or a slightly harder time that lack of motivation can feel really um terrifying because it's like oh my goodness i've lost that drive and desire to go and get and do and and be and i'm just i all i can really kind of cope with at the moment is the basics you mm-hmm, know kind mm-hmm. of just getting up going through the motions doing what's required of me and and going home again and i think lack of motivation in depression in general is a really really common symptom and kind of understanding that because things don't seem quite right because things don't seem quite as you're hoping or you expect the desire to keep trying or even to just have the energy to consider trying is kind of kind of gone and it's kind of you know you just feel like so much has drained you and and then it draining away you're like right well why 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 would i why would i try for that when when this is how i am and this is how i feel at the moment so that's not a very easy thing to to deal with and it's not a very easy thing to get out of but i think we've discussed a few ways that we kind of cope with and and tackle lack of motivation so Alex you know do you want to share some of the things that we talked about yeah absolutely um I think the first step for me is self-recognition so being like okay I'm in this I'm in this slump and this state and that's okay uh I'm not uh, it's there doesn't need to be a reason why particularly in my mind it's just like I'm in this it's like a really, really heavy blanket on you. So you need to, you can't throw the blanket off. You need to peel it back gently. Little, like a duvet. That's mm. lovely. Right? I like that very much, yeah. Well done me, thank Mm-mm. you. It's not mine. Someone <laughs> told me that. <laughs> well done them. <laughs> but that's what I think of. So yeah, the first step is self-recognition. The second thing I think has to be telling someone else about it. Yeah. Doesn't matter who particularly, whether that's, you know, a therapist sort of person or whether that's family or friend or journaling or something you know writing it down is 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 a baby step towards saying it out loud you know that that is definitely something extremely important and then the last sort of peel back 
um, is, you know, a readjustment of your goals and your aims 100%. for the day, even for the morning. It's like, yeah. okay, am I going to audition for La Scala um, at 3 p.m. today? <laughs> no, uh, probably step one is just going to be like, wash myself. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it's really important just to, rec- once you've recognized you're in the state, being like, okay, now my goals are this level yeah which is fine Def- definitely it's something we've talked about before like i think we were talking about it at the start of this year like the pandemic changed everybody's lives so so incredibly like and with that in mind it was like you know maybe don't say self goals that feel like completely unachievable or completely unrealistic learn a language and, helen yeah <laughs> this is the same as that you know understanding where you're at understanding your situation and being like okay i need to you know readjust my goals in relation to that i think also just to tap onto something you're saying there about telling people Mm -hmm. which is incredibly important to be able to get to that point i think something else that's becoming more common and and i'm really for it is telling people in your workplace you know telling your boss your manager whoever and your colleagues that you might be struggling a bit because I think so often we we've all gone through situations where perhaps we're having a difficult time and we're so potentially ashamed potentially mm-hmm, embarrassed mm-hmm. to say that we struggle on alone and I think that burden that feeling that that stress of of carrying that weight alone is so much for one person to bear so you know I'm really pro you know not bloody getting your speakerphone out and sc- no, screaming it at everyone but telling the people that you need to tell in your workplace so that they can help you because I think no colleague or manager is gonna hear that and be like you know you're fired oh yeah I don't give a fuck like get on with your job you know it's like people understand and we all go through ups and downs and so it's important that you know we're able to to share if you can the situation you're in in order to help yourself and to allow other people to help you Mm -hmm. and I think I always saw that as self-pity Oh, and right. it's not, you know, no, <laughs> saying no. it, saying it to yourself and to others is not wallowing in self-pity. It's the first step towards dealing with it. Yes, absolutely. And to helping yourself through it. I think as well to say that it's self-pity is a classic kind of negative self-talk. And if you're able to say it out loud and often I found like the way people responded to me, I was like, oh, wow, that's very kind and considerate. <laughs> like, why can't I do that to, to myself? myself? Exactly. And then I think, yeah, just the final thing you were mentioning there about kind of, you know, getting up and washing. And, and again, it's it's kind of aligned with that idea of readjusting goals. When you understand that you perhaps might be in this difficult period and, you know, lack of motivation and depression is kind of striking, really consider what you can do and what those basics kind of look like, i.e., if you can, maintaining basic self-care is such a, a good way to kind of keep you on at least some kind of low level status. And mm-hmm. so it's like you might not be able to do a lot, but if you are able to get up and kind of wash every day, if you are able to potentially cook yourself like one meal in that day and, you know, you're feeding yourself, you're nourishing yourself. And if you are trying to get a good eight, nine, 10 hours of sleep to let your body rest and deal with it. These are relatively small things that we can attempt to achieve that allow us to maintain some kind of basic self-care routine Mm -hmm. so that as you process what you're going through, as you deal with what you're going through and perhaps you start to feel differently, more positive, better, you can then build on this basic self-care routine and get yourself back into a place where you're like, okay, maybe I can get to work or or do my job or or Mm -hmm, whatever. mm -hmm. But I think, you know, 
establishing for you, if you're in a place of a lack of motivation, what a basic self-care routine looks like and trying to stick to that if you can, but no pressure if you can't. I think that's a good way to kind of be on a first step. I think absolutely. It's uh, it's like uh, it's like you're recharging a battery, isn't it? Yes. Don't let it go to zero percent, and then you have to really struggle to get it back. You got some great analogies. I know. For well Why done, me. You tell me that <laughs> secret. Oh, I really not. I don't have any. Oh, very, that's nice. I like that <laughs> too. I really yeah, like yeah, that yeah. too. Keep it at fifteen percent. Don't let it go below. End off. Then moving on to another way that for us, uh, we've kind of found depression has potentially exhibited itself. Um, yeah, and that's kind of in unhelpful coping methods. Um, Alex and I have both been through periods of using certain things to help deal with, or, or actually it's really to not deal with mm-hmm. our depression. Mm-hmm. And for us, they are kind of surrounding distraction methods. So whether that be, you know, having no free time because you're seeing somebody (laughs) every day of the week or you're going to a concert or you're going to a gallery showing or you're doing something because any free time would mean that you would have to deal with like the incredibly difficult feelings inside which we will not be doing so it's just like essentially running yourself into the ground and it's like even when you get to a Sunday and you need to rest you're like no I'm gonna go do do a run or a cycle or yoga or something and then I'm gonna see this person and then I'm gonna get to Monday and I'm probably gonna have a breakdown great (laughs) and so that you know that was a big one kind of keeping ourselves as distracted as humanly possible i think another one for us both in particular was alcohol you know the drinking culture in the uk is pretty big anyway and at university it's it's bigger than oh my god you know ever so for us kind of just drinking away like having a good time letting loose having fun you know and then dealing with it the following day was definitely a big 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 part of essentially unhelpful coping system and then I think for us in addition to that there's also um, an element of self-blame that gets involved like it's my fault that I'm in this position and it's my fault that I feel this way and because it's my fault you know I'm not going to show myself any kind of kindness because I got myself here and that kind of mental attitude isn't really very helpful for getting us out of a you know difficult period of depression so again alex you know what kind of things you you know knowing that that's how we used to behave Mm. in terms of coping methods what kind of things do you do now or what kind of systems you have in place now that that you feel are are more helpful coping methods well i think I think recognizing that I am filling my day to the max. Yeah. I, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, those days really are so much fuller than the non-depressed days. Yes, let's call yes, them. that's a good point. Yeah, so like being like, aha, yesterday I did all of this, didn't actually have time to eat, don't need to eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah, maybe that was that was a down Bit day. Huh? Okay, so maybe today I'm going to give myself if I wanna allow schedule myself. exactly, yeah, allow myself to have the morning to myself it, maybe it's just an hour in the morning 6 a.m to 7 a.m but still, no joking <laughs> not, not joking <laughs> not joking but you know just give myself the time to practice some sort of self-care some sort of reflection allow myself to just think what what i'm feeling at the moment i'm yeah. not distracting myself by laughing and having a great time um but i'm thinking okay i'm worried 
about this and that's causing me to be a bit depressed yeah yeah um uh and i probably can't really deal with that today because i don't have time because my schedule's jam-packed because i yes, filled it yes. but at least i've said okay this is how i'm feeling yeah so maybe let's try and take it easy that's very good i think as well like as maybe we're getting older i'm learning as much as i can to sit with like those difficult emotions because like I struggle to do it because I don't want to feel the the difficult emotions. And that's why you would distract to to leave them for another day, another time, whatever. And it's like, look, at the end of the day, they're going to catch up with you, and you are eventually going to have to deal with whatever this emotional baggage is. And so, actually, like allowing yourself, as you say, the time to potentially sit with it and just be like, okay, what is going on here? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. what what are the things that what are the feelings? What are potentially the causes of these feelings? And I think often actually when you let your body acknowledge that like, yeah, you feel crap, mm-hmm. like this sucks. Um, I think there's there's something really um, liberating is the wrong word, but I when I actually listen and I'm like, oh, that's how you feel. There's something in my body that's like, yeah, listen more. Yeah. <laughs> God, would you please? And I'm like, God, okay. And I don't know, As you, it's not quite the same as that duvet analogy, but like, I do feel like, I let something go when I actually listen because it's like often I feel I'm holding so much to be like, don't listen, don't acknowledge it, just keep, 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 keep going. Mm-hmm. So when I actually listen, my body's like, oh, thank you. Thank you for giving me a moment to express and explain to you like what is happening right now. And I think that for me was like one of my, you know, now one of my most helpful coping methods is actually like listening to my body. And like sitting there and being like, right, what's going on? Like, where are these difficult feelings? Like, if I can identify them, what are they? And then just being with my body and being like, what do you need then? Like, do you need more sleep because I'm not letting you sleep because I'm working you so hard? Do you need to just like be outside in the fresh air for a bit because you're feeling a bit claustrophobic and trapped? Do you just want to like cook some nice food because you enjoy that kind of nourishment that it brings you? And then, you know, trying to give my body what it needs because we as people are so ruled by our heads rather than our physical selves. Oh my God, yeah. And often the physical self is just screaming like, please help me here. Please so yeah. I definitely find like the more I'm able to kind of be like, hey, <laughs> hi again. It's only been like seven months, but <laughs> what, what do you need? Uh, it definitely for me is a good way of, of coping and of getting myself into a place where I potentially feel like more positive and and yeah more more like forward thinking and ready to like kind of get back into stuff yeah right absolutely and it's the you mentioned it it's the like self-punishment part of things it's like if my body's tired yes to get out of my head maybe i want to do some sort of physical exercise but like is today really the right day to do like 10 hit workouts in a row yeah no yeah that's exactly it and you think it is and then within three hours, your body's like, you You bastard. feel even worse yeah, now. Yeah, You've yeah. nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it's the way. And also, I need some element I can control entirely. So whether that be, you know, as a like, I've got, I've got to be so healthy. I'm going to really control what I'm eating. So today oh I'm just going to have God. a lettuce leaf. It's like, that's not helpful. No, you know, no. let yourself eat healthily, but you don't need to like, yeah 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 (laughs) unbelievable i think as well in terms of those coping methods something that we talked about uh in our episode on anxiety and something that we wanted to bring up again is talking sharing being open and you know talking to whoever you feel comfortable with is is really really important but 
in in cases such as I think depression and potentially when you're having a very kind of difficult period of difficult time again I think we're going to shout out therapy um I on I'm like I'm of the personal opinion that everybody should receive therapy uh-huh. because everybody has things that they're struggling with and through which they might appreciate some kind of external considerations, some external thoughts, just a discussion with somebody that's completely unrelated to them that potentially might be able to assist them in in whatever those struggles may be. So, you know, we've both had considerable amounts of therapy and um, I'm really incredibly grateful for it. And I, I really think again with therapy it's important to remember that it's not just like a quick fix you don't just go to two sessions and you're like oh my god i'm a perfect person now it really is like lifelong work because life changes all the time the 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 problems and struggles that you face will change all the time but to have somebody that you can take these issues to that you know can help you recognize things within yourself because often it can be difficult i really for me in terms of coping and dealing with depression I, i could not recommend therapy enough and obviously there's a thousand different kinds of therapy you have to kind of look at what might work for you whether that's cbt cognitive analytic therapy whatever but you know there are places you can go places you can start and and have a think about that and we're gonna recommend some services at the end of this Mm, episode mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. yeah look forward to that and the last little part of this episode we want to talk about um this idea of an unhealthy comparison. So we're in this state of depression and we're like, I shouldn't be in this because, you know, other people are doing great at the moment and and, and look at you now. This is ridiculous. And you've only got yourself into this position because uh, you're doing this terrible little job compared to someone else who's singing at La Scala and, you know, oh, look at what they're doing now. And it's just, <laughs> it's just so bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, have... You know, whenever I look at what other people are doing, I get cross. <laughs> yeah, it's another form of self-punishment. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I can't stop myself doing it as well because I love the punishment. <laughs> A glutton for it. Yeah, so, you know, I need... No, essentially, no matter what I'm doing, someone else in the world is always going to be doing something that potentially I want to be doing. Yeah. Definitely I want to be doing because, you know... We're always looking ahead to the next point in our career. And we, we also have like dreams, goals, aspirations, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah. So like an upward trajectory. So, you know, I can't keep looking at them further up the ladder and be like, I want to be there now. Why aren't they now? Yeah. It's my fault that I'm not there now. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to be more of, well, they're there. That's yeah. great that they're there. And I'm going to be there soon. Mm-hmm. But now's not my time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. How, how do you stop comparing yourself unhealthy Helen to others I think even like as we move into this you know the metaverse thank you uh you know Mark Zuckerberg for that the world of social media means comparison is more rife than ever before because at the you know you turn on your phone and you can just see a thousand other people that are posting picture perfect versions of their lives and you're like oh my god I'm never gonna have that I'm never gonna be that I'm never gonna do that Mm. so for me a big thing is to kind of turn off social media or to walk away from social media for a bit. I mean, personally, I'm not even on Facebook or Twitter and I still find like Instagram to be quite a lot at times. And so like I set a time limit on my phone for how much I can look at it per day. And even then it's, you know, it's not, it's not good. So I think 
if you're able to recognize that you're in a difficult place, that you're mm -hmm. making a lot of unhealthy comparisons, that this kind of depression is potentially rearing its head, I try and walk away from social media. And it's really hard. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel the physical urge in my hand to click on it. And I'm like, don't do it. Like, do not do it right now. And that's crazy. That's crazy that that's just like something that's in my life in, in that way. Like this, this knee jerk reaction to just want to be like, I'll just look, look at what people I'll are just doing. Check. Why? Why do I want to do that? I don't know, but I'm now conditioned mm. to really want to do mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. So again, it's, it's a, a bit of a discipline, but being able to be like, I'm not looking at it right now. And then I think also alongside that, um, I, I was saying to you, the idea of challenging some of these, you know, self-punishment thoughts. So like, okay, right, you've seen somebody's got this job. Did you even apply for that job? <laughs> Did you? Did you? Do you want that job? You know, would it work with the life that you lead right now? Actually, like thinking about that little thought and looking at the practicality. Now, yes, sometimes you might have applied for the job and you didn't get it. But like, what have you done since? Because you didn't get the job. What are the cool things you've achieved because you had the time to do X, Y, Z? But I just think these little negative thoughts are so flippant and so they have very little actual grounding. So if you take the time to kind of challenge the thought mm -hmm. and flip it on its head and be like, oh, actually, you know, okay, they're doing that, but I've been doing this. And mm -hmm. that's really cool. I I certainly find that like a helpful way to kind of deal with that type of comparison. And for me, that also helps remind me that every single person's journey is different. And it's that's even more pronounced in a freelance career such as this one in which, you know, work is hard to come by, work is so, so varied. So, you know, we're not all going to just be going through the same you know, school, university, music college, uh, La Scala. Job one, job two. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no one's really doing that. So just remembering that, right, they might have that, but that's not me and that's not my career and that's not my life. And everybody's pathways and dreams and desires are completely different. And so actually these comparisons are really unfair and unrealistic. Oh, they're meaningless, totally meaningless, aren't yeah. they? You know, uh, and also, you know, even if it's not, like oh but i've done these cool things it's like but i went to this really nice restaurant with my yeah, partner yeah. the other day and it was really nice yeah, yeah and yeah, i had yeah. a lovely time but you haven't done i have a lovely time have you and it's a perfect yeah and i think remembering like we're talking very career specifically at the moment but it's like there are a whole lot like our whole lives you know relationships health yeah career whatever th th you know that all plays a part so just remembering it's not just the picture we see on the screen there's so much more to to everything okay so thanks so much for listening to this little short that we've made here on depression um we mentioned potentially just shouting out a couple of resources if you're looking for support and help on dealing with your kind of feelings and thoughts in what might be a difficult time we really couldn't recommend enough help musicians they have a big, big kind of page of resources of things that you can look at and we will put the link to their website in our social media feeds and also in this episode description. We'd also really highly recommend BAPAM, which is the British Association of Performing Arts Medicine. You can research various different kinds of support and assistance. Um, for me, that was where I found my first therapist and I, I really can't thank them highly enough for the things that they did for me. But um, again, we'll put a link to their website in the episode description and on our website as well. Yeah, please get in touch with your thoughts. Email us on 
where's my freaking dressing room at gmail.com there's our website of course which is beautiful it's www.wheresmyfreakingdressingroom.com you can contact us on social media on twitter we are at dressing room po1 on instagram we're at dressing room pod and on facebook we are forward slash dressing room pod we'd love to hear your thoughts um on this kind of topic if there's anything we didn't cover if there's more things that you think we should cover in a follow-up episode please let us know and we look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow for another episode in our mental health series we are where's my freaking dressing room goodbye, goodbye.